Hello everyone, my name is Matthew Robinson and you're listening to LA Theater Bites, uh, the podcast for the Los Angeles Independent Theater. And today we have a special guest. Uh, we have Estella Church. Estella, I am, um, how do you pronounce your full name? It's uh, Estella Oima Church. Estella Oima Church. I'll make sure I get that right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here on the show today. Um, you have a new show here at the Hollywood Fringe called Resonance Student Voices. And I'm really excited about this play. I've been following you with this full disclosure. I was uh, made to be kind of just a, when they say mentor, particularly in your situation, I was just there to say, yeah, you need to go to this website and click this and hear some people. You're, you're very well versed in theater. But um, would you tell everyone a little bit about your show and what it is? And uh, a few years ago, we entered the Young Writers Project of Hollywood with Theater of Note. They came into our classroom to help us do some playwriting. And um, my kids, in response to the shooting of Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, wrote a piece called Today. And it won the Young Writers Project, um, and it was produced at the Theater of Note uh, with their company of players. Um, and so that was an inspiring moment for our troupe. Um, and every year since, they've written a play. Uh, well, this year, fast forward to 2019, we no longer have a theater space. We've lost our program. We don't have any materials and resources. Um, and so they have decided on their own to put together an ensemble that exists outside of our school. And... Um, every award-winning play they've written over the last few years together into an anthology. And so I have kiddos who I taught five, six years ago have come back to help out um, and kiddos who've recently graduated and they're working together to uh, produce their own show um, at the Theater of Note this summer for the Hollywood French. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. That's a, I mean, so first of all, I mean, let's talk about losing the theater program what was that like i mean you know you you make this very impactful piece about ferguson the students are talking about some very relevant issues which is what art is for and then the program gets shut down i mean what was that like i mean did you just find out one day was it something you saw coming was it abrupt uh it's kind of been happening slowly um over the years our theater space when i inherited the program the theater space was a bit run down and uh, about a year ago, we had, right before that super bloom, we had a lot of rain in L.A. Um, thank God for the rain. But our theater flooded um, and eventually was condemned by FEMA. And so it's been torn down to make way for new construction on uh, one side of our campus. Um, but the loss of the program itself has sort of been slowly happening. Right. And um, so it, it was of no surprise but I think the students were just ready to do something about it. And their, their answer, their response has been to create a program away from campus so that they can work and work freely. Wow. I mean, that's, that's intense. But I love that they were like, you know what? We've got this problem. We're going to fix it. I mean, that shows a lot about uh, the students you have and how you have been uh, training them, directing them, and encouraging them that they felt the confidence. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter if this school doesn't have a building. We're going to do it ourselves. Yeah. 
So a little bit more about this piece, particularly in the Hollywood Fringe. Uh, why did you choose the Hollywood Fringe for students to come and talk about these stories? I mean, in this anthology series, why the Fringe? Why not, uh, hey, we're going to do this, you know, at the end of the school year in some random place? I know you hinted at a little bit of theater note, but maybe just a little more elaboration on that. Uh, a couple of reasons. Um, one, I'm I'm a stage manager, tech director, um, and so I've done the fringe a few times. Um, I mean, some of my students have even uh, served as like assistant stage manager for me on a couple of fringe shows in the past, um, and so I was familiar with the fringe already. Um, and then th something had happened at school. I was I was a bit sad that day, um, and had to, you know, tell kids that we were missing out on more materials, more resources. And I happened to get an email because I'd participated in the French before, and it said something like, "Only a couple of hours left to apply for the French scholarship." And I was like, "You know what? Forget it. I'm gonna do it." And I filled out the application, um, and then was notified that we, we received the, the scholarship. Wow. Um, even even before that, um, a friend of mine, Matt Gould, uh, he is the creator, him and his partner, uh, Griffin, of Witness Uganda. Yes. And a few weeks prior to that, um, I gave him a call. I saw that Witness Uganda was here in L.A. And I, I messaged him and was like, hey, you know, I'd really love it if my kids could go. It would be such an amazing experience for them to see it. Um, and he was like, yeah, absolutely. And so I took a few kids and parents to go see that show. Of course, the kids were in love. Um, and Matt, knowing some of what um, we've been struggling to accomplish, he, he also supported, decided to support us. And so he, he gave us a some sponsorship dollars um, and he said whatever the kids are aiming to do support them and go do it and I was like all right so that was that was sort of step one and then the fringe scholarship came about um, and so put the two together we had enough to do something I wasn't sure what um, and then you know theater of note we're we're now members of the Young Writers Project we've been doing it every year for a while now um, let them know we were interested in in living there for the Fringe Festival, and they were like, "Absolutely, you're a, you're you're it's like home, so come home." And so it was just it's just perfect timing on all three fronts. Wow, I mean that's that's amazing how that comes together. I mean that is like so now you've got everything coming together. You've got this. You've got this play. What has been the process like? getting the students ready for this show. I mean, how are you, did you, you know, you're in one part of town, the theater, theater notes on the whole other side. How yeah. are you doing this? How are you coordinating with the logistics? It, it has been a challenge. Uh, transportation is definitely our biggest issue. And I knew it would be going into the show. Um, but we have some amazing parents who carve out time in their day to, to transport folks and, my husband plays cab driver. He'll he'll pick up a few of the alumni and get to make sure they're down there. Um, and then you know I'm I'm helping to get kids down there. Some kids are uh, some of the I, I say kids because some of them are now 21 years old. But they're, uh, they're still my kids, but they, uh, some of them are, are taking the bus across town. 
after work. Um, so it has definitely been a challenge, um, but we are doing our best to make it work. Uh, my students coming from the neighborhoods that we come from, a lot of them are working to help out their families and working to prepare for college. Two of my kids are on their way to university in the fall. And so that has also been a challenge trying to help them balance their work schedules and this work that they are really passionate about has not been easy, but they're doing, they're doing their best. I think they're going to be all right. They're going to, they're going to pull it off and they, they understand that the show must go on. So they're going to make it work. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like they are. I mean, you, you were at the fringe opening party. Yeah. Um, which I was wondering about, like, was that easy? Because I know with the fringe opening party, it's a bar. Was everyone able to get in? Like, you know, how did that work? That was a bit awkward. So I was under the impression that they could get in. Um, and I guess I misunderstood. Uh, they were in at the cabaret. And they performed a piece of the cabaret. But um, I, I, we, so we all got dressed up. It was right after graduation. So two of our cast members graduated that that earlier that after, just a few hours before the opening party began and we all jumped in our cars got to Hollywood as fast as we can um, and then when we got there I was informed that all of my under 18 year old cast members could not come in which was more than half of the team uh, so they decided to just hang outside and promote the show um, giving out postcards eating grilled cheese uh, and um the rest of us who were 18 and up, we went inside to promote the show. Awesome, awesome. All right, so, now we talked a lot about logistics. What about the heart of this show? I mean, at the heart of the show, this has begun because of what was happening in Ferguson. What can an audience member expect walking into Resident this time? Is, are we still going to be hearing about Ferguson? Are we going to hear about something that happened after, like Freddie Gray? Um, what's been going on recently in the South? Like, what kind of stories are being told this time. So the, the anthology is, is four different series. And what we do typically is um, every year I sort of poll the kids. What's important to you? What do you want to write about? And every year it's almost totally different. Um, so that first year when we wrote the piece today, um, that was 2015 when we finally finished it. It actually was a two-year process, and and part of the struggle was that uh, in verbatim theater, it's it's factual and it's pulled from interviews and research, um, and every word is verbatim. It got so intense that they asked to put it down. Um, they were like, "We can't, we can't take this." Um, every every day we come into class, we have to add another story to um, the show. And so I lit them, and they put it aside for a while until they came up with a, a solution. And their solution was, instead of interviewing community members and using uh, news clips, you know, as they had been, they found a way to disaggregate data from Twitter. And so they created composite characters based on Twitter hashtags. Um, and so that was a way to sort of put up a... a a layer between them and this trauma they kept reliving every time they tried to add to the, the piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first piece, it, it while it was it was sparked from you know Mike Brown uh, passing away in Ferguson, Missouri, it it 
definitely tells a much wider story. It actually sort of centers around Shamir Rice more so than Mike Brown. Um, the next piece, the next year, they decided they were really concerned with mental health and uh, suicide, self-harm. Several students had attempted um, that year, and so that was where their heart was. And they decided to write a piece explaining to folks all the many different reasons why they have considered it. Um, the next, the, the third year, um, was on identity crisis, gender identification or gender identity and, and racial identity. And then the, this last year with two of our kiddos off to college, their biggest concern has been poverty and wondering whether or not they'll ever really be able to break the cycle. And even though they are on their way to college, a lot of our thespians are college bound this year. They're concerned with the rising cost of college, the idea that they'll be stuck in debt for the rest of their lives. And they're so committed to giving back to their neighborhood and feel like they'll never be able to do so because yeah. they'll, they'll forever be impoverished. Um, even with a college education. So that's that's their last piece that they put together. And then they've, they've seen it together with um, these interstitials and this, this mini documentary really expressing the importance of student voice. Um, their voice matters, and they want people to listen. That's awesome. That's powerful. That's, uh, that's really powerful. And I'm glad that they're talking about pop stuff. Uh, Subjects like this, I mean, I just saw the report, I think it was from the L.A. Times, about the spike in homelessness here in Los Angeles uh, County. You know, that I mean, these are really tangible and real issues that they're dealing with. Theater of Note, there's a homeless encampment only about three or four blocks away from the theater. You know, and it's been there for several years. And I think... The fact that they want to talk about these subjects, and they don't want to shy about it, but they also want to speak it in their truth, in their words. Uh, I mean, that's really special. It's, is there, has there ever been someone who's come up to you and said, like, you know, this really affected me, this really um, had an impact on me I wasn't expecting? Yeah, um, that's sort of the beautiful part about um, Theater of Note being a part of our family. When they get to produce their, or watch their piece get produced for the Young Writers Project, they always have the moment to sit on a panel as playwrights and hear feedback from the audience. And that's always my favorite moment because the questions that they get from the audience absolutely emboldens them and empowers them because not only do they feel like legitimate artists, they, they actually get to have the dialogue that they wanted to have with folks. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a special kind of cathartic moment for him. It's like, it's like a, a twice it's catharsis squared. That's <laughs> way I can describe it. Like they're they're in the house watching the show with the crowd, and then that moment as a, a playwright a panelist, they really get to engage in dialogue, and they've they've gotten comments like that from the audience, and I just love watching watching that moment. I'm also going to start using catharsis squared. Quite a bit now. <laughs> well, I know that uh, we're running out of time here, but I wanted to make sure a couple things we did. Uh, first, I want you, you know, if there's anyone that you wanted to talk about with this play, anyone who's uh, really helped you put this on, if you wanted to talk about them really quick, I wanted to give you that chance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Um, I really, really have to thank Matt Gould um, and Griffin. He, Matt, Matt actually gave me my first job in theater. I was about 13 working as his sound op. He put on a one-man show in West Hollywood. Um, and he gave me my first gig and supported me as a young artist. And so I am, it feels like a full circle moment. I am so grateful and honored that he is supporting, helping me to support my young artist. Um, uh, theater of note, obviously, they're a part of our family and they have been far more than accommodating and supportive of, of the kids. Um, kind of over the last four or five years with Young Writers Project and now our, our Fringe debut. Uh, our board of directors, Sean Sean Hill, he is a longtime friend. Uh, we were we were in our theater department together as undergrads, and uh, he has graciously given up so much of his time uh, to help coach and be with us at rehearsals, promoting the show. He was also at the cabaret. He's just he's been around and a tremendous help for for years. Um, my husband, who also serves as the board of director, and truly truly helps helps me make a lot possible for kids um and my daughter has allowed me to leave home this morning to be at rehearsals um so i've got to thank them uh and our parents um our parents have been gracious letting the kids you know out and, and supporting their dreams and their goals giving rides making sure we've got packed lunches I mean, just, you know, supporting their kids and their dreams and that it, it really wouldn't be possible with, without a lot of their help. Um, the fringe for the scholarship and, and allowing us to get started. Um, and I'm sure I'm forgetting someone and I'm, I'm terrible and sorry. And I'll apologize later whoever I forgot. Um, and, and Matt, our mentor, helping <laughs> us, uh, your advice, um, throughout this process is definitely useful. It feels, feels great knowing that your phone call email away when I am absolutely lost and confused and have no idea where to go next. So really appreciate it. Well, well thanks. I, that was not me. When I asked you to thank people, that was not me fishing for a compliment of praise. I, I have very, very little to do with your success um, with this play. I, this has come from you and your students and your team. And um, I want to thank you for coming on here and I wanted you to tell people where they could go to buy tickets um, when the next show would be all that jazz Hollywood Friends I know it's crazy there's so many shows going around but I think this is really a show that people need to take time to go see yeah so uh, we open June 20th actually um, at the Theater of Note um, tickets are available at Hollywood Fringe well, it's, it's hff19.org uh, forward slash 5815 is where you can grab tickets. Um, we we have uh, five shows on the run. On June 21st, if you come on down to the theater and note at 1 p.m., it is a pay what you can. Donations of at least $10 are suggested. Uh, our kiddos will be hosting a panel of student artists and parents um, so that they can share about this process and then they're going to lead you through a, a collaborative playwriting workshop so that you can sort of experience how they come up with their pieces um, and hopefully you walk away from that workshop with your own with a little mini play of your own um, so yeah so join us on the 20th for opening night 21st for our workshop five shows in the run after that um, 
we are hoping to raise enough funds to provide our two thespians off in the fall with a scholarship um, and support our young artists who are uh, our, our older babies, our 20, 21 years old, 21 year olds who are working artists now. We want to support them and hopefully save enough to continue to produce their work next summer. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again, Sylvia, for coming on the show. Uh, that's Resident Student Voices Anthology. It's going to open June 20th. Uh, Thanks once again. Thanks again for everyone for listening and supporting LA Theater Bites. If you want to support us more, you can check out our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com slash LA Theater Bites. Uh, that's Bite, B-I-T-E-S. And we want to thank all of our generous support. Without you, this would not be possible to give these wonderful reviews and interviews about Los Angeles Independent Theater. Once again, thank you so much. I hope you all will check me out at The Fringe. Uh, check out this show. Check out the other great, about 400 shows are at the Fringe this year. So please, take time to come down and see the festivities. Until next time, I'm Matthew Robinson. Thank you for listening.